0: I think I would probably get along very well with Putin. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. Hillary likes to play tough with Russia. Putin looks at her and he laughs, okay? He laughs. I know nothing about Russia. They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible.
1: Okay. So, we were talking about Ivanka's patents, or her, um, what do you call it? What did you say it was? Trademarks that she uh, got in China.
2: Uh, so Copyrights, trademarks. Whatever. Copyrights.
1: So, it was just announced on Twitter, like, two minutes ago by Reuters, that basically we've agreed to a ceasefire with the trade and tariff war with China. So... That's obviously in my opinion an election move like Mm -hmm. to gain back his farmer base which I was just talking to Michael about the other day like when are these farmers going to realize that the immigration policy is affecting them deeply Mm -hmm. but then this happens so I think the tariff being lifted that distraction could help him. But then Michael brought up something very interesting I did not know about. Tell us, Michael, what was it you said that Ivanka was gifted by China?
2: Uh, well, a number of trademarks, um, like uh, like on voting machines, etc. <laughs> I don't voting know why machines. voting machines, but also like, like it's various insignificant mm-hmm. little things. Not not insignificant, but like like on, on things that you just staplers. Like, just like things that's like, what, what is your interest in these things, you know?
1: The, I think, what if that's all fluff? But they're
2: exclusive, to... so... I mean, it's basically like, she, if anyone makes, you know, staplers in China, Ivanka's gonna get money for it. You know, it's just a gift. This is a nice little gift.
1: Apparently she's planning on a lot of paperwork coming out. Uh, <laughs> I'm she's curious. our princess. The voting machine thing is weird, though, because you said, like you pointed out, Chinese people, they don't vote. Like, why, why voting machines? Well, where do we get our voting machines? What's interesting is we get the voting machines themselves, just like everything else from China, but the software that goes in them is Russian. Did you know that?
2: Like Kapersky
1: or something. The Russian. Do you remember that show, The Americans? I was telling you about how yeah. there's these Russian people that, for like 20 years, were being surveilled, and they were just a fake Russian and Peter family. Peter Struck
2: was the one who like took them down.
1: What's fascinating, dirty is...
2: Peter Strzok, dirty Peter Struck, Dirty Peter,
1: Peter and his lover Lisa, Lisa Page,
2: pusillanimous Peter Struck.
1: So here's what's fascinating to me. So. The software that's in the voting machines now—the hackable software that that eleven-year-old hacked out of Florida—is very specific software, and anybody can look this up. You can Google this. It's we need to get easy. rid of
2: eleven-year-olds. Get rid of them. They're constantly <laughs> fucking shit up.
1: I've, I've, you know, A Modest Proposal has always been my favorite book. I agree with you, but I say we nip it in the bud when they're little. We just get rid of mm-hmm. them before they turn eleven, because that's that age. No, but seriously, the. Voting machine thing, it's strange, because I do know we get a lot from China. That's why that's weird. I always thought it was weird that we bought anything from there, let alone the Make America Great Again signs and all that. Yeah, they make most of the things. It's our slave labor. It's our slave labor, but...
2: Like, the world never got (coughs) away from slavery. It just, because of, like, uh, you know, ships and trains and airplanes, you can just have slaves, uh, long-distance slaves.
1: And America's always been of the mindset that if you can't see it, it doesn't really exist. So, like sure. these, well, also Bangla- if it's
2: not like your your city, people, your countrymen. I think yeah, exactly. Nice, you know, and Bangla- we're the one percent for much of the world.
1: We are, and in Bangladesh, they still make Gap clothes, and that's everyone's known that for years. Yet, people still shop at the Gap. So. Uh-huh. Anyway, back to the whole software situation. What's interesting is when Peter Strzok busted all of those um, Russian spies that were living in the U.S. and they had developed um, lives here over 20 years. They had children here and those Mm -hmm. children had no idea their parents were spies. So when they got busted, these kids are in their teens and early 20s and 61 or 62 i don't remember the exact number but 61 or 62 russian spies were dispelled from america at that time
2: Expelled, yeah
1: yeah yeah. and when that happened what they did was they took those kids and they said because the kids were born in canada they were considered french canadian but they were born to russian spies who were trying to eventually integrate and migrate from canada mm-hmm. to here um in that time they went from canada to france To America, So it looked like they were just world travelers, but they never went to Russia. So these kids never learned Russian. They had no idea they were Russian. They had no idea their parents were. But when they were expelled from the U.S., guess where these 20-something-year-olds had to go live forever?
0: Where?
1: Russia. These kids who didn't speak any Russian, who were not Russian spies, who were born in North America, they now have to live in Russia because their parents were found to be spies. Mm -hmm. And they appealed to the canadian courts crying like we had no idea our parents did this and blah blah blah. what's crazy is peter struck right before his testimony to congress this past year peter struck had put out all this all of his findings on these people which that show the americans used as part Mm -hmm. of their info to make the show and one of the findings he found was when they were surveilling these russians they spoke to each other spies russian spies often speak to each other through software for example there's one specific picture software what's that? it's software where you take pictures um and it's for flower calendars that's what's interesting is they were taking pictures of these beautiful flowers with the idea of we're putting together a calendar to put flowers on it was like a side fun uh-huh. etsy project Well, when they find these pictures, they notice in the pixels of the pictures of flowers, that's where they hid the code. So you could look deep, deep, deep into the property of a photo and find in the code of the photo, like if you right-click, hit properties, and then Uh you explore it online, you could see stuff like meeting next week, 6 Mm o'clock. And that's how they spoke, was through these photos. Well... When that got found out, of course, they're going to have to find other means. So one of the means they would do was through software. Like, they would create software and send it for download to these Russian spies. And it would look like... Um, accounting algorithm to use on your phone for counting days that you don't smoke and shit like that Mm -hmm. and when you look in the software you realize it's actually a secret recording device and it's been using your phone to record like the nsa how it asks for permissions Mm -hmm. they were using that software so that instead of having to communicate with the spies through pictures and through pixels they could just send an app this person downloads it and then the russians can literally turn it on and off and hear what they're saying at any point in time. So what I find completely fascinating is that when they hacked our voting machines, this 11 year old, the software that was in that voting machine was Russian. Uh When you trace that software back, the company that created that software for that voting machine is the same company that created the pixelated picture software used by these Russians 20 years ago. Hmm. This company's been around for a long time. Was the
2: pixelated software uh, intended to be abused, or did Russian spies just find that they were able to abuse this? Uh, abuse it
1: they basically uh, from what I'm to understand is they took pre-existing software and they altered it to make um, basically it's a camera software Mm -hmm. where it's like this makes your pictures look more HD Uh makes them look sharper and crisper so it's like an updated version of a software people already use but only specific people had the ability to code it because they knew what they were doing like take the picture and then put a message in it so i I could
2: do that with a percher right
1: like anybody could really do it but nobody really thought to it's not something that people do so when they when struck was going through Mm -hmm. how do they communicate all he had besides that was one storage locker and when you go to the storage locker the family just had basic necessities but he found one picture and in that picture it had a timestamp on it and it was like it's not a digital picture it was a negative strip from pictures taken in the 60s and 70s. And when he traced that, the company that made that strip was from Russia. So are you and saying the Ivanka was is
2: trying to send code?
1: No, I'm saying it's interesting that Ivanka has a patent on these voting machines that are often combined with software from Russia that spies use.
2: Mm.
1: Um, and why are those specific voting machines being used in elections like Florida, yeah. Georgia, I, I, I and Iowa? I think Iowa. She was
2: awarded like hundreds of patents. Just so a lot. But yeah.
1: But remember what we were talking about with the um, PR thing? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I finished that thought, but the PR thing was there's a really crazy PR move Samantha does it in Sex in the City where you put out a lot of shit at once and it kind of overwhelms the public. So instead of no PR, you've got too much PR. So they're basically so, when so much shit happens at once, it can overwhelm us. And if We see it every day. Every day there's a new scandal. That's why they release the the Podesta
2: emails right an hour after the Access Hollywood tape and a day after the Epstein stuff.
1: Exactly. It's so much to focus on. It's like, which one do we focus on? So if she's been given 100 patents or 100 licenses, you're just like, oh God, this is so many. We don't know which one to focus on. We're Mm -hmm. so overwhelmed with that shit. But what's interesting is if you isolate it down... There are just things she's been given that do not make sense. That is one of them. Why would you buy that? Do you think that China is going to become a democracy out of nowhere in five years? No, they're currently they might
2: have fake elections.
1: They're currently <laughs> they're currently doing the shit that we literally see on Black Mirror, where they're creating this um, social. It's a mandatory social network where you are judged and given ranks. And if you do not have a high rating on your person, Mm -hmm. you don't get to fly. There's like things that you get awarded. So there's these people who enter China on temporary visas. And because their social ranking is low on this new mandatory fucking program they have, they cannot purchase a plane ticket to fly out of China. And there's currently this one American guy missing who has dual Chinese citizenship. And everyone's like, oh, where is he? Why didn't he come back when he was supposed to? He fucking can't. He now has to establish rapport and get people to s- so called upvote him on this app, I think, that he can't yeah, get out. Freedom. Like, you can't make phone calls unless you have a certain rank. Like, that's how serious this shit is. And they started implementing it's this like a few months rules. ago. It is prison rules. They're communism. Like, it's fucking terrible. And so these people are like,
2: basically. That's you a leftist.
1: What? no i don't believe in communism. i think communism is the worst fucking thing that it's because it's a utopia it's a perfect idea (laughs) and we're not fucking capable of it because we're humans and greed exists and we were born into capitalism i just don't see how it's um
2: what if we were born into communism would you be for that
1: no absolutely not i i'm i mean honestly dude like
2: you're born into poverty is that why you love it so much i hate it oh (laughs) it's so boring
1: <laughs> I just think it's weird that we are—we have so many corrupt things going on around us that could really affect us long term. That people are ignoring, like the voting machine thing. We never fixed that. This election, is I think mid-term. that's by design. By design, of course. But it's getting worse, and we, we, we never want to make it, it hard it. to vote. We never fixed it. We just have these problems, and we forget about yeah. him because now George Bush is dead, and all the sudden, shit's would
2: happening. Republi- they I think they killed George Bush just to cover this shit. Dude, I was thinking <laughs> I sus- that last I night. I suspect murder. Oh. He's ninety-four years old, cat. Of course, he died regularly.
0: Of
1: course, he died regularly, and old people die within um within months usually of each other when they're. born. I think really that long.
2: might be a little bit of coincidence, like when. It's like, oh my god, this old lady died, then her old man husband died. Yeah, he was gonna die
1: yeah yeah yeah. but at the same time they've done all these like weird studies about how old couples that have been together a long time and are around the same age Mm -hmm. like if one dies the other will die shortly after which you could say oh that's coincidental they're both old but it is strange it's like they have nothing to live for so they just like it reminds
2: me of the research about like bad things happening during a full moon it's like you remember when bad things happened and there was a full moon you don't remember bad things happening and there wasn't a full moon I know a lot of old people. I hate who, the moon. I know a lot of old people who uh, one died and the other one just kept on living. Dude,
1: my grandma, <laughs> my grandma didn't die within time within like weeks of her husband. It's been years, That's but so like, but like also, I mean, it's just it's strange that um, I don't know. It's just uh, strange that a lot of people kind of go by that like, oh, he just missed her so much that he had to go to heaven with her. It's like, no, dude, like. He was fucking old and he was gonna die too. He was in and out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously, was he killed to cover this shit up? Like, did someone poison him? I don't know, man. What? Perfect timing. Perfect timing. I don't know. It's pretty hard to The week of all the a, shit uh, happening. former
2: president. It's probably the hardest person to poison in the world.
1: Well, I don't know. Look at Yanukovych. We're working in a whole ball game that's different than we're used to. I mean, to us, that's random. And also, weird, like, the and thing crazy, about like former
2: presidents is that they're pretty meaningless. There's no, I mean, also, it's like, what what is being distracted from at the moment?
1: I'm not saying that he was killed to distract. I'm just saying, interesting. Interesting timing. No, Um. okay, so one thing that I want to get out of the way before Michael goes down his little list. Um, I watched a very interesting interview between George Bush Jr. and Ellen, and Ellen asked him about it's He's not Putin. George
2: Bush Jr. anymore, he's just George Bush now.
1: Ooh, touche. That's why he was, that's why his dad went, so he could be the only George Bush. Mm-hmm. No, he did an interview with Ellen where he talked about Vladimir Putin, and I always thought him and Putin were cool, just based on the media.
2: Because he said, uh, I looked into his eyes, I saw his soul, and he's a good good dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did say that. Famously
2: said that, He did
1: say that. Uh, And then
2: Condoleezza Rice, like, turned to, like, Dick Cheney and rolled her eyes, like, oh, no.
1: And what's interesting is that actually happened before the Crawford Ranch visit. That was leading up to it, because I did see that footage, and that was leading up to it, and people were mad that Putin was going to visit the Crawford Ranch. Well, At this time,
2: we didn't know much about Putin.
1: We did not know anything. He had just taken
2: office like a few months before.
1: Yeah, and so then whenever Putin goes over to visit George Bush, all of a sudden, you don't really hear him praising Putin anymore. So Ellen asked him, what's the deal with that? And he straight up said like, well, when I met Putin, he walked up to my dog and Buddy or Barney, what's his name, Barney? Barney jumped on Putin and Putin picks up Barney and looks at him and says, uh, this is little dog. This is weak dog. Barney this is, is a little bitch. Like, he tells him straight up, like, this isn't a dog, ha, ha, ha. And then Bush, like, in the interview, you see him, he squints his eye and he's like, well, after that, I was like, like, he didn't like him. Well, then when he goes to Russia a few months or years later, Putin invites him and Putin says... Uh, he says, "Would you like to meet my dog?" And then you know Bush is like, "Okay." And this giant fucking massive dog comes bounding in. The one that uh, Theresa May or not Theresa May, Angela, Angela Merkel? Merkel was terrified he of. He was afraid
2: of dogs? Yeah, it was this, a power how move. this guy's diplomacy has to do with a uh, dog uh, one-upsmanship? Exactly.
1: He's I think Putin dog fights anyway. So Putin, he's like the Michael Vick of presidents, so or of dictators. So mm-hmm. he comes in and he says, "Oh yeah, look at this dog." And when the dog comes in, he looks at Bush and he says, basically, like, he's not like Barney. This dog is big. This dog is strong. This dog is scary. He is much better dog. This is a real man's dog. And then Bush just fucking hated him after that, apparently. And Bush said, uh, straight up from his own mouth, he said, uh, that'll tell you a lot about a person. Like, mm-hmm. that's when I realized, like, this guy doesn't care about You know what I mean? Life or living. It's it's just about who has the biggest, who has the most, who has the strongest. And then Bush was like, that's all I'm going to say about that. And I just thought that was fascinating because what have I been talking about with Trump? Why doesn't he have a fucking dog? (laughs) Well, now we know it's because the only thing that could trump the biggest, scariest fucking dog is no dog. Like, I think that's why Putin, I don't think the dog, I think it's just a big metaphor. Like it's, It's not, they're not even playing the same game. You know what I mean? Trump doesn't even understand what it's about. Putin doesn't.
2: He doesn't doesn't even understand the dog off. Don't bring, don't bring a no dog. To a dog off. To a dog off. How
1: dare you? This is a dog fight and you brought no dog. (laughs) You brought a supermodel. You don't even have a cat.
2: It's like in Star Trek, the Koshibashi Maru test that Captain Kirk uh, uh, got his way around.
1: Okay, well, I have no idea <laughs> what you're talking about, but please he cheated. explain.
2: He cheated. Oh, he cheated. Like everyone, because he's Captain Kirk. is the only person who's ever built. This was in the Starfleet Academy. He's the only person who's ever built it or uh, uh, beat it. And they ask him, "How'd you do it?" And He goes, "I cheated." Um. So
1: that's... guess what? Emergency thought. Uh, so what's an
2: emergency thought?
1: Emergency thought. Broussard, Matthew Broussard, one of our dear friends. He has been fall. Fo- Thank you, Matthew. He has been really into the Russia thing. He's been following the fuck out of it. I think low down. Low key, he's been following it. And now he's ready to fucking come out on the podcast and talk to us about some Russian thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, He's Monday Punday on Twitter. Follow him if you are into puns and Russia. But I want to get his thoughts on some of this shit. Um, Should we call him? Yeah, if you want. All right, let's call him. I'm going to put him on speaker. We're gonna see what he has to say. And hopefully, this comes out well. We'll see.
2: I'm so great you didn't pick up.
1: I know, that would be hilarious. <laughs> getting out of a bar. How's it going? <laughs> oh, what's up, man? You said you're getting out of a bar? Walking out of a bar, yeah. You know, so we have um, a question for you so we i was watching this ellen interview right oh <laughs> Where, God, ellen? <laughs> yeah i want to talk about the dog thing so ellen is interviewing young little george bush and she says uh, "The little george bush um you know what do you think of putin and he gave the story about how when he met um putin George Bush said Putin picked up his dog Barney and straight up was like, this isn't a dog. This is a little shit dog. Like this dog's weak. And then when Bush goes to Russia and meets Putin again, this is way later. Like he's not even thinking of the dog thing anymore. Putin brings out this monster dog and tells Bush like, this is real man's dog. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's killer. And Bush said that's a perfect metaphor for who Putin is as a person. Like, he doesn't care about living things. He just wants the biggest, strongest. And uh, I pointed out to Michael, I find it weird that Trump has no dog.
2: I'm glad he's not pretending to like dogs because those are my least favorite human beings.
1: Yes. And yeah, our question, <laughs> what, what do you think about that? What do
0: you th- Gina Faye doesn't like animals. Gina Faye in her book talks about how she doesn't like animals and people think she's a monster for her, but she just doesn't get excited about him. What's more concerning, did you read James Comey's book?
1: James Comey's book?
2: Yes.
0: No, you haven't read it? Oh, it's phenomenal for, if if, if I may be a little long-winded here, it's analysis of humor. Because Comey is this, like, stoic, robotic man, and he talks about humor and what it reveals in people in a way that was, like, revelatory to me, and I do comedy. But he talks about, he was curious. He was like, there's a part of the book where he's like, I've never seen Trump laugh. I had never you know, Absolutely. And I I scoured the internet, and I found one clip where he was laughing. And it was when someone was getting physically assaulted
2: at one of his rallies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, the other time he laughed, there's another time he talks about on Howard Stern where someone, like, died at Mar-a-Lago on the dance floor, and he just, he loved it. He
1: laughed so hard. He said, well, the guy, the guy had a heart attack in front of him, and he was in the middle of a speech. And he said, that's disgusting behavior. How could you do that at this luncheon? How embarrassing for this man. And he ridiculed him from stage with a microphone while the guy was having the heart attack, dying. And then he said, get someone to clean this up and get this out of here.
0: Wow!
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he was
0: just... Terrible thing to die to.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And then he laughed his ass off about it.
2: That's
1: I want to go. Yeah! So... I guess we're just basically curious about... These these strange little metaphors like, okay, Putin brought a big scary dog to a dog fight. Trump has no dog. Putin's infamous for never smiling, never laughing, but there's way more footage of him having a great time than there is of Trump. And the few times Trump has a great time, it's not because a puppy enters the room. It's because a man died on his dance floor. <laughs> like, are there any other social things that you find are, are odd about Trump?
2: I think he, li- I mean, I think this all, uh, you know, leads to the, the the idea that you know he does he lacks humanity and humor and compassion and anything that makes someone human.
1: Empathy. Do you think shame? Trump...
2: He has no shame. He
1: has no shame. Do you think Trump's a serial killer? Are there any other behaviors or things that we should look at here that maybe might lead into the mind of what's going on with Trump?
0: Um, I think it's just really pure narcissism, mm. And, mm. And, uh, and and it's, it's mixed with dementia. Like my mom's that age. Uh-huh. And things really start to happen to people's minds at that age. Absolutely. So it's just, I think it's narcissism that he can no longer hide. That's the beauty of all of this. He can't condemn anyone who praises him, and he can't praise anyone who condemns him. Mm.
2: Interesting. That's really interesting, yeah.
0: He can, when they're like, well, you have to speak, you know, you have to condemn this person. But that person likes him. He has so much trouble Purely, uh, you know saying oh they're bad
1: yeah um, he he straight up has said before like i only like this person because they like me yeah
0: and all the people he flips on once they say anything bad about him it's transactional like State on the side and
2: he still keeps supporting manafort well okay we, okay we talked about the specific let's talk about the the more macro stuff like do you think what do you think is going to happen do you think this is going to end in impeachment or oh can i tell my theory real quick sure please Okay, so you know how
0: uh, it has to involve pedophile ring. It's not a theory unless it involves pedophile ring. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I
1: actually that. have already brought that up. Epstein had a pedophile ring. He's already been to jail for it, and he's one of the informants. So okay, so yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, but let me say this real quick, and I'll I'll go real fast because you're you're on the phone and you're busy. But uh, so Mueller keeps uh, dropping these indictments right before Trump gets on a plane to the G eight, the G twenty, NATO, UN meetings. And uh, I think that the reason he's doing that is, and some people have, like I Lawrence know. Tribe, has joked about Trump uh, asking for exile or asylum with Russia. I I legitimately think Mueller doesn't want Trump to come back, like, cause he, cause there's no way to solve this problem. What if Trump tries to foment a civil war? What if he refuses to leave office? If he doesn't come back from one of these trips,
0: uh, I might be. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that because, and maybe I'm, I'm not used to think this. I think people as high up in the law enforcement community is like Mueller, or Comey. They're like, I don't care the implications. I don't care all of this. My only job is to not, you know, nonpartisanly carry out these investigations I've been tasked with. Yeah. I think they think too much about it. And the one time they do consider it, you get that Hillary email fiasco, where he tried to do too much and, and made
2: things way worse. Yeah, I think Mueller is just going to do his job. And I, what I love the most is that Mueller is a
0: Republican. We wouldn't, you and I, the three of us, wouldn't agree with Mueller's stances on abortion or gay marriage. You hear out of him, he's a Republican, but he's just really good at his job. I
1: want to be fair to Mueller and say that I would agree with some of his stances because Mueller is—I don't know—they label him a Republican. He votes Republican historically, but. He also, when he came out of Vietnam, he went to the, I believe it was the University of Virginia, Mm -hmm. specifically because they were one of the few universities in the U.S. that accepted um, war veterans at the time, because there was still this complex ideology that if you're a college student... You're more than likely going to be a liberal and be against the war. So he surrounded himself with protesters when he went to University of Virginia. And he's spoken at links about how he really admires their passion and liberal ideas and that he doesn't mind having those people around him because he feels that not only do they center him, but he thinks it's healthy to have a mixture of ideals regardless mm-hmm. of your party. Mm-hmm. If anything, I don't see him as being partisan at all. He's very, um,
0: that's, that's more the point I'm trying to make. Whether he agrees with us or not, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he has
1: that's, some, that's
0: not, hopefully not influencing his job, you know,
2: his job with be a Scientologist and doing yeah. his job. I don't care. I think, like, but I, I feel like okay. So I feel like the wait, Russian. back up a little. I feel like the this. Is, so much of this is extra constitutional. Like uh, you know, there's glitches in our election machines. There's glitches in our democracy. You know, there's uh, there's glitches in social media. There's glitches in our, our constitution. Like the the way that we were attacked and uh, the election. You know, may have been you know influenced and probably or may possibly stolen. Like, Obama couldn't do anything about it, like there's nothing in the Constitution about dealing with something like this, you know? That's why I think that uh, they might be starting to think outside the box, because there's not really a remedy to the American public electing a um, scoundrel, you know?
0: You're right. I mean, there there are things that just need to be updated. I think we need to update uh, warfare
2: to include cyber warfare. True, yeah. I think that would be a good step that would turn some of charges into
0: treason, maybe? But it would just create a president <coughs> precedent. Uh, um, and I think you can get you're right. You're right, and there's a lot of stuff that's been covered because it's, it's new media. Mm. Um,
1: you do know that President Trump fired the head of the cybercrime division and has yet to replace him, just like he has yet to replace... No. Omarosa, yes. Okay, let
2: me ask the big question.
1: Okay, he's got... His EPA spokesmen are all people who hate the environment, all right? He's got to find someone who hates the internet. <laughs> Where is he going to get that guy? Who's he going to get?
2: Just any elderly person? My mom. <laughs>
1: well, uh, hey... He's calling
2: me, like, how
0: do I call
1: Google? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um... I do have a you have an interesting perspective, um, and I know this might be a little touchy, but I I genuinely am curious because I'm I'm concerned about dementia and stuff with the elderly people that I love, like my family. And I do notice um, in friends uh, who have family that have gone through this, a lot of them have commented that, oh, Trump's just going through dementia or Alzheimer's. But none of them really have ever given me a good, clear, specific reason why. I mean, I kind of agree, but I also don't want to shit on people with dementia and Alzheimer's by comparing them to Trump. So what I'm curious about, what have you seen, if anything, personally that concerns you and makes you feel that? Because a lot of people think that's just a liberal thing you can easily throw around and, oh, there's no basis to prove that. And obviously, he's got a doctor who's like, ah, just write your own health assessment and fucking put it out there.
0: Obviously.
1: What yeah. do you see in um, Trump specifically you know, that makes you say that?
0: I wish I had a more solid case. Remember, I'm realizing this someone I don't. My dad had Parkinson's. <laughs> the dementia that was pretty severe. My mom just has general slow, slow dementia, and, and she has trouble formulating arguments. She has, uh, I think it's a lot of trouble. The facts. Mm. An argument, the emo- uh, arguments just turn emotional and based around whatever hyperbolic statements you're going to make, and and how quickly uh, they get frustrated by kind of like simple log, trying to follow simple logical arguments. I see a lot of those things in Trump. Do you? Th- so trying to yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you I think that the. F- do you think that the frustration and all that um that comes from him just not being able to remember because i definitely have seen a lot of these um situations where like someone who isn't in their right mind they're not angry because of the question being asked they're kind of angry at themselves for not being able to answer it like do you think that he genuinely it's like
0: a dog with, yeah it's like a dog with a, you know a, a, an ambulance pass just so flustered um What a better case, actually, now that I think about it. A a better example, I don't even think you need to know someone with dementia to see this for yourself. Go watch interviews with Trump from the 80s. Right. very articulate. He's very smart. Oh, his Oprah interview. Yeah. He speaks so well. He's speaking garbage, but his rhetoric is strong. He knows how to formulate an argument. Uh, He does not know how to do that now. Well, um.
1: I do agree 100% with that. Um, Quick question, and this is for both you and Michael, because Michael knows a lot more about law than I do, and I think that you're a very smart guy. You've been through a lot of shit. You you might know the answer to this. So, and let me set it up real quick. So in the court of law, there are times when people commit crimes, and then they- In the criminal justice system, uh, yeah, I'm going to give a law and order speech. There are times when people commit crimes and then, of course, they blame it on insanity and shit. But there have also been cases, I hate to bring it back to wrestling, but here we go. There is a famous story about this wrestler who, when he was older, he had to go to an old person's home and he woke up not knowing where he was and he beat his roommate to death. And they said that he had blacked out From the dementia and thought he was in a wrestling ring and killed someone. And and he got, but he got off in court for it. Like, they were like, oh, this was, like, he didn't go to jail or anything. It wasn't like a, a Superfly Snooker thing where he committed a crime a long time ago. Um, and now, because of the dementia, he's not going to be held accountable because he doesn't remember it now. But then they, you know, they, uh, what do you call it, um, appealed it. And then he ended up getting found guilty, but he just lived his last days in hospice. I'm curious, let's say part of the prosecution's request or... Part of the, um, part of his defense. Let's say this all does go to court and Trump is tried for treason. Could his defense team, his lawyers, blame it on dementia?
2: Treasons to do. yeah to do. i don't know if anyone's ever been charged of treason really
1: but if let's say for some reason he does get held accountable let's say, conspiracy. let's say he gets accountable for god knows what in the court of law could he claim dementia as a reason and get off for all well, of you it
2: don't get off for claiming de- a, a mental like uh not being mentally uh, um Fit. Competent. you are you you're you're Put in a mental institution for the rest of your life. You're not
1: free. Well, no. There have been cases like Jimmy Superfly Snooker where they just put him in hospice. But he didn't admit to the crime, did he? Uh Jimmy Superfly never admitted to the crime, but he was still found guilty. But then he was let. They literally said, "Well, because it's dementia, we're just going to let him live out in a hospice." They didn't put him in a mental institution. But he
2: had to stay in the hospice. Uh, what's the difference in a hospice and a mental? Well, he
1: couldn't really fucking move, but.
2: Won't he
0: personally has too much of an ego to admit dementia.
2: Yes. If he does admit dementia, then the people
0: below him could have clearly seen it and supported him through felonious activities, mm. And they'll go down. And third of all, even if it gets through them, the whole Republican Party saw it happen and did nothing. And will bear that black eye for decades.
1: So you mean to tell me that trump wouldn't be held accountable and everyone under him would wow that sounds like something he'd fucking love in my opinion
2: yeah. <laughs> he would be held accountable no matter what he would be held accountable I mean, also he's going like he's going to lose all of his he's money and, yeah he's, he's up
1: but if it was an excuse
2: it would be a punishment for him
1: it would be a punishment for him but he wouldn't have to spend time in jail
2: satisfied it's debatable it's whether he would and s- and spend time it. in jail anyway. There's immunity for a president.
1: What do you think of all that, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> a president's
2: never what been what put in
0: jail. In all of those situations, he would he would be publicly shamed and never get to live the life a normal life again. I'm more I'm more concerned about our our government. Yes. In the wake of him being gone, and I think all those. So
1: do you think that Trump did us a favor by being so fucking crazy and finding the loophole so we can now fix it? Yes, I do. You
0: think it's it's like when banks hire someone to break into it? I think
2: he's that for our government. Rules don't get enforced.
1: He's he's the guy they hired to find the security loophole in our constitution.
2: Thank you, Matthew. I feel like uh, you have a very positive outlook on this, and you don't hear that enough. Like I do think, and I agree that I think that a lot of good things could possibly come from this. It's been a good
0: week. It's been a really good week. Yeah. (laughs)
1: yes we'll agree hey we're gonna give you like a few minutes to say whatever you want into the microphone say anything you wanna say about this Trump shit the Russia shit it's all you buddy go for it
0: oh I think you just let it rip um I um I wanna remind people that it's not gonna go back to normal afterwards to be vigilant um uh, vote uh I wish I wasn't so entertained by all of this I don't know what I'm gonna do when it's all over oh my biggest advice is just as something as it is to read these lawn crime blogs and read these half stories, stick to longer news cycles. Stick to stick to more research stuff. Don't don't stoop to the other side's level. Don't there are, there are left wing equivalents of, of Breitbart and and Infowars, and don't don't be like them.
2: Yeah, yeah. The New York
0: Times, stick NPR, stick to well researched stuff. I know your argument. You know, don't don't say things like treason uh, when there's no war going on. You know, really make sure you come prepared. is, is, is my advice to everyone. I am hopeful.
1: I think the whole treason thing, though, was like a... I mean, there was a tariff war going on, so to speak. There's a lot of, like, mini-wars. But, yeah, I agree.
0: But I think the definition... I'm not a legal expert, but it's accepted to war. Yeah, you have to be a war going on. An enemy during a time of war.
1: But if we redefine war, as you said earlier, you as a cyber to, war... You just have to declare it. Yeah, you just have to... We it, but we haven't
0: declared it. Yeah, so yeah.
2: that might be out the window, yeah. It, that, that would be a hard... We'll
1: at least get obstruction yeah we'll yeah. get obstruction i mean he i
2: mean he he'll go to jail for life or he'll go to jail for life you know it doesn't matter what he's going for
1: yeah do you have any puns you I, want to throw at us
2: god damn it <laughs> okay you got any puns on deck i don't think that's how puns work mondaypunday.com okay i'm gonna hit the subway um do thank it
1: yeah thank you so much thank you have a matthew. good one matthew mondaypunday on twitter check him out thanks matthew
2: I love that guy.
1: I love him. He's great. He has a lot of opinions that are... I think he's right
2: about not being a prisoner of the moment. Like, we always get caught up in, you know, the news of the day. And it's like, you really do need to see this as a long-term thing.
1: I like what he said about cyber warfare. Like, we need to start acknowledging that you can fight on a whole different plane now. You don't... I mean, and if you think about it...
2: That's where you... Cyber warfare is where you fuck your enemies over the internet, right?
1: Well, yeah, but that includes drone technology, if you think about it, because you can't use a drone without having the cyber element to it. It requires GPS tech, uh, GPS software, it requires technology that we never had before. I think
2: drones are just regular warfare.
1: <laughs> no, like Obama was talking about it. He was talking about on this, it was a really fascinating speech. He was talking about how, um, how basically, because it was during the, I want to say 2012, 12 elections, when they were asking him why he doesn't want to fund military weapons more and have more soldiers in the military, why our soldier enlistment was at an all time low. And he explained because war isn't fought the same, it's mm-hmm. also fought using different technologies. We don't need more tanks, we don't need more planes when we have new technologies like drones. And what's interesting is we wouldn't have drones without the internet. We really wouldn't. Like, they're required. So in a way, cyber warfare extends out to spy intelligence, um, new weaponry, in addition to hacking. You know, and that's fascinating, and I think that Broussard was right in pointing out that that's something we have yet to recognize. We don't even have a head of the cyber crimes division right now. We really don't. Mm-hmm. That guy got fired. They have never replaced him, and they have said there are no plans to replace him. And that was this past year, right before the midterms. They fired the head of the cyber crimes division, like for the White House.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then Ivanka gets all these, uh, all uh, this. I would I-
2: love to have been there. You're fired. Yeah. You're fired.
1: <laughs> Yes, Trump! It's just, it's very strange. And I do, I I've, i feel bad like that Matthew's mom's going through dementia and stuff, I but I find no, it, I'm stop it, myself. I find it fascinating that we've got someone who's been there, dealing with it right now, who says himself that that's what he thinks is going on with Trump. Because I've heard people say that,
2: but they have no Omarosa basis.
1: Yeah, Morosa said, but it all sounds like they're just attacking him because they're pissed at him. They don't give reasons, and Matthew was yeah. able to tell us well, um, why, and I think that's who, interesting. I, my father
2: has dementia, and, uh, some, and what you notice is that this uh, the real them comes out. It's like a drunk person. <gasps> <laughs> it's just unfiltered them, and you're like, oh, dear.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> there's,
2: yeah. There's all id.
1: There is also a really fascinating NPR thing about a, a report about people who have dementia and Alzheimer's and how they play the music and then they are able to clearly remember shit from their past that they couldn't remember when they were in the throes of this. I'm curious if we play Trump a little bit of his favorite He tunes. doesn't like
2: music or have friends.
1: Well, he had that guy singing for him last week. You saw that, right? Where he was singing, um, stand by Trump. Stand by, Trump. And it was like this bright red dude with a hot pink tie. And Trump's alone on the stage just bobbing his head, doing the white man's overbite. Mm -hmm. Just fucking bobbing his head, loving it. Mm -hmm. He likes big band 40s music. I wonder if in that moment he's listening and he's just like, oh shit, I hacked the election. (laughs) Like, if he's just remembering all his crimes. And that's why he looks so fucking out of it right there. He's just kind of realizing, oh, I'm in deep shit while he's listening to his... Favorite song Stand by Trump Ugh
2: I stand by uh, uh, The idea that Mueller doesn't want Trump to come back
1: I know But I mean I agree with Broussard There's too much At stake for that I think someone would send him back. I don't think Russia wants him. I don't think anybody else wants him. I think that if anything, they would create... Well, Trump has
2: info on the Russians, too. Maybe, you know, he's a threat to them in that way.
1: You know, one of the only places... I place... mean, what
2: Vladimir Putin has done is a war crime. Or, you know, like an act of war. I'm saying yeah, Not yeah, a yeah. war crime, an act of war. Like, have Hillary Clinton stayed in office. That's why I have always thought that Putin knew he was going to win. Because if he had it and and Hillary Clinton was still uh, w- had taken office like she would have sanctioned him up the ass
1: I honestly don't think that any of the social engineering or um hacking Facebook Cambridge Analytica shit I don't think any of that mattered I think that was all red herrings I truly think that there is
2: billions of dollars doing it as because Why it takes war to do it. because
1: it takes billions of dollars to get away with a crime on that level and i genuinely think that they actually did hack and change some of our votes mm-hmm. and we haven't caught it yet because we don't have anyone investigating that
2: but also the psychological warfare like does work
1: it does work, absolutely. Yeah, but, I think it
2: does have an effect on the election. Oh, and it, it, it probably swung Brexit.
1: 100% it does, but I don't think that that's what got Trump elected necessarily. I think the crux of it was... And the
2: releasing of the emails. You know, remember when the emails were released during the DNC? During mm-hmm, the Democratic National Commission?
1: Mm-hmm. Ruined that. Like, I I mean, no, buried I, all the
2: bad stuff about Trump.
1: I do think all of it, all of it helped. All of it made sense. All of it was done on purpose. And I do think that it all did have a slight effect, but I don't think that that's what got Trump the presidency. I think the thing that got him the presidency was that. Are, we were legitimately hacked and votes were 100% changed and it's ironic to me that they came out with no we can we can be for sure that that's not what happened I mean, it was but just we a have no
2: assault like when, it wasn't just one thing that Putin did it was these 12 things that Putin did Yeah
1: but think about it what better distraction than a ton, like the PR thing you've got a ton of stories going on no one's going to even look at the one that didn't come out and there's a reason why It was all cleared and they said, oh, there were no direct votes changed. That report, that IG report came out right after they fired the head of the cyber crimes division before the midterms. You've got no one looking into the software and technology in the individual voting machines in every single state except one hackathon in Florida where they said, oh, definitely this can be hacked. And also the software is created by Russians and no one said shit. Like you never heard about it again because there is nobody investigating it because the office the head of the office got fired. Those people all currently work for the State Department now. Like that's strange to me. Like I think that votes were directly changed and that of course people are gonna say there's "There's no proof of that because no one is looking for the evidence. There is no one too. There is no department.
2: Prove evidence.
1: Well, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. it's proven. I'm just saying that's what I think happened. And I think that one day when we do get someone who looks into that, they're going to yeah. say, oh, none of this other shit really mattered because, look, they were directly changing votes. I 100% think that. Here's why. Because Rachel pointed out in Georgia in the midterm, um, not this recent one, but six years before, what happened? They had 6,000 more people vote in one county than existed in that county. They had 60,000 in the whole state vote that were then were registered 2012 or 2000. It was 2010. You're right. It was eight years ago. Um, They had more people vote than were registered to vote. Mm -hmm. The only fucking way that would be possible based on the strict voter ID laws is something changed in the system and no one acknowledged it. No one addressed it except Rachel Maddow. And there was no answer to it. So she had to move on to new news.
2: I think you could do that domestically like change votes i think our gop could do oh that. it
1: could be domestically it could be internationally but we also still had a ton of russian spies here after the 62 were expelled like it could have been people working yeah. for the russia i mean we've already yeah, seen I how think, many I, americans a, i think
2: the distinction that um a lot of people don't understand is they think that oh that russia is uh, being accused of Turning Hillary voters into Trump voters—that's not what happened. He turned Hillary voters into non-voters. Are they? Tr- they uh, and people who voted for Jill Stein, but they didn't, no one went from Hillary Clinton to uh, to Trump. Yeah, no they no just convinced that. people not to vote.
1: Yeah, and I think that that was That's all. Enough. I think all of that was a brilliant way to they, distract they from also, the fact that there are software in those voting machines that the Russians could control. And that could also, easily be. They had. also.
2: Um, Funded conspiracies about the Clintons being murderers, and people believed it.
1: Okay, so let's move on. What's on your list?
2: Well, uh Manafort was triple dealing. He was a triple agent for Trump.
1: And and who else? And Putin and who? What do you mean triple? Well, or not Putin. Remember but how he was
2: cooperating with Mueller? Yeah. Do you remember how he flipped? Yeah. Well, yeah. he wasn't. It was a fake flip. Yeah. He was saying, oh, I'm going to cooperate. So they go, okay, well, what do you know about this? What do you know about this? And what do you know about that? And then he goes back to Trump and he says they know about this, this, and that.
1: Okay. So do you, I, I kind of think it would be a good idea also if you clarified this because I don't really understand it as well, but I, I get the gist of it. Can you tell people about the um, basically that situation like Manafort with um, everybody saying – that he, his questions lined up perfectly with Trump's or something. What's that about him and Cohen and their testimonies and how they lined up with Trump's written questions? Like, does that have anything to do with it? Like, well, was there anything directly? Um,
2: well, what does it mean when, uh, when several parties, let's say three in this, in this case, okay. uh, Cohen, Manafort, and Trump, what does it mean when they all have consistent lies? That, that means they that coordinate. they
1: coordinated. Because
2: if you're just going to lie on the spot, you all have you all have different lies. Yeah, yeah. Or the truth. You all have the truth, but so, they don't have the truth.
1: So what was it that like what was the issue that made them go, Oh God, because I maybe I'm seeing it wrong, but all the media was saying, um, I'm gonna say I don't wanna say left wing media, but the trusted media that's not Fox was saying like, oh God, now that they have Trump's answered questions um, the special counsel now has that along with Cohen's and Manafort's and now we know he lied. Like how, like, cause I believe di- if well, the questions, pro- did they all line up or did they break it all?
2: What do you mean? Like, did they all was, have the same answer?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that what happened? Like, do they have the exact same answers?
2: Well, I have, I have some questions about the Trump Tower Moscow, uh, questions because, you know, uh, you know. Trump's legal te- legal team says that that his and Michael Cohen's answers um, match up, despite Trump's public statements. But I just because Trump didn't know the answer, what Michael Cohen was being asked. After a while, they they, uh, they got rid of their joint um, cooperation agreement uh, for their legal defense.
1: When did that happen?
2: Um, was that recently? Within the last, since like May. Okay. Uh, since uh, Cohen's rate, uh, office were, offices were raided in April, Interesting. Some, sometime around there, uh, Cohen uh, was promised a pardon to stick to the party line, but he saw Trump on TV talking about how he barely knows Cohen.
1: So is that what he means when he says um, he, goes, hey. he was speaking to keep up with Trump's message? Yeah. So that statement from Cohen kind of shows what you're talking about. Like the whole like they're all working to have the same consistent answer. Well, at least Manafort
2: still is. Interesting. But I mean, because Ma- Manafort's end game, like is.
1: I don't mean don't to put know, you on the spot. You don't know how but...
2: afraid he is of Russia. You don't know what, his, <coughs> what he's afraid of right now. You don't know what his motivations are
1: i don't mean to put you on the spot but you know more about this than i do um do, is there anything that you can think of genuinely like a, a question in the because i know didn't they release the questions that the I special think, counsel was asking is there anything I that, that you think trump's
2: s- team uh john dowd and Sekolo and all those guys released leaked the questions yeah, so yeah basically yeah. everyone can all the co conspirators can see them
1: do you think that that helps or was that something that bit them in the ass that's what I'm curious about. I And again, well, I don't me mean how, to put you on the spot, but... Would, uh,
2: I mean, I, I, I think... I, I, I'm i not saying you're wrong, but just... Uh, how uh, would it bite them in the ass just because they could put out fake questions? I don't like know. The, That's the thing is, the I Miller's don't... The team could put out fake questions?
1: I don't know how it could bite them in the ass. That's what I'm curious about. Is it... Because everybody's acting like it bit them in the ass. And I'm I mean, like, how?
2: Okay, it's just like... Okay, so... It would be okay. Like, let's say that uh, I was cheating on my girlfriend, and you're gonna help me cover it up. I would never. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, what are the okay? And okay, okay. And, you know what? Then uh, we come up with these perfect lies, and mm-hmm. God, we really fucking sell it. But then she looks at my phone and sees all the texts. Like that's what Mueller has the phone. Okay. So it doesn't really matter what they and the, they're not going to, they're not going to go the honesty route because the honest. Truth is that these people committed crimes against the United States.
1: Yeah. So, do you think they put out fake questions?
2: Um.
1: That's what I'm curious about is if these are the questions from the special counsel. No, I don't think
2: they put out fake questions. Because I mean, because if you put out fake question, if you give fake questions to uh, Trump and his team, then. They're going to answer fake questions, and you're not going to get them on real stuff. No, no, no. I don't Uh, mean the special
1: counsel. I mean when they leaked, when Seculo and them leaked Uh the questions. Supposedly, do you think they leaked fake questions?
2: Um.
1: And is that illegal?
2: No. And one. Well, once. Is to put to well, put words in the
1: mouth of the special counsel that weren't fair. I'm there.
2: not sure. It would be also hard to prove that it was them, but it had. To yeah, because them, then but, the
1: special counsel would have to release their questions, which it are it classified.
2: Is, but also, one reason I think they leaked them is to, um, you you know how you were talking about putting a lot of like uh, making a uh, releasing all the information all at once. Like yeah, a like a PR bomb. To, yeah, like, you know, just go at the middle, flood the zone. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, one thing you want to do is you want to get ahead of a story and you start, like, releasing little things because... Like M&M. Those things are exactly, like, they're flowing and they... Sorry, M&M threw me off. Well, (laughs) you know, like... like, Well, they're getting the information out there so it doesn't... So they can control the flow of information. There you go. Yeah, like, talk
1: shit before they get to. Yeah interesting i'm just curious like if, there... if,
2: if, if like if i knew you were gonna go tell my girlfriend that i was cheating on her i would go, call her up and go hey i got a confession
1: Cat's crazy Don't Cat's listen. crazy Don't yeah yeah, yeah. who does or... that sound like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like one of my exes who listens to this podcast and no i'm not editing that out motherfucker i know you listen you piece of
2: shit what, what's his man
1: his name rhymes with Yams Acoster. And let me tell you, that son of a bitch, he has no idea the amount of information this special counsel fucking has. And let me tell you something, buddy. You're not going to work with women, with abused women the rest of your life after the amount of women you've abused, you piece of shit. He's up there with Epstein we as still far as to I to listen, can. though. Oh, yeah, yeah. But don't stop listening to the podcast, man. Support, <laughs> yeah, go crazy, support. Go to our Patreon, <laughs> dude. No, but seriously, um... So is there a question that you can think of or something that that really strikes you, Michael, is like, oh, this is the fucking this is it. This is all we need, because last night you sent me that article where that guy. Yeah, where the guy's in all caps. And then you sent me the RoseNeff thing. And like the guy who wrote in all caps was like, well, this is it. We just figured it all out. And it was all about like Mm -hmm. the big connection. But then immediately we find out the Rosneft stuff after Like, how deep does this shit go? Like, is there something you can think of that Manafort, Cohen, and Trump have all gotten themselves in the shit? Like, did one of them answer a question wrong? Is there something that broke the back of this investigation, put it over the top, and is 100% like gold? Like, we need this. Well, there's
2: this idea that, you know, like... That perjury is somehow going to get Trump. I don't think that's accurate. I think that him being a liar is baked into the cake. It's about what he's lying about.
1: Hold on one second.
2: It's more about what he's lying about than that he lied.
1: And what is that? Just for the listeners.
2: What did he lie about? Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that he sold our foreign policy for uh, financial gain. Yeah. the fact that he gave uh, he turned over the the Russian spies who told Christopher Steele and the, and the CIA and American government about what was going on he turned them over and then they were murdered by Putin like that What's sort that of thing. one
1: guy you were talking about we haven't even hit on that ever I think the guy who got murdered who um... they put
2: hoods over his head and just took him out of the FSB yeah what was there was a few guys. Who was and the they one? had to do the hoods because the guy was a, a master kung fu guy. Oh,
1: shit. Who was the guy that... Um, but who was specifically the guy that had the the shit on Papadopoulos who went missing?
2: Oh, shit. Who's that? Did <laughs> you some see... Some Oh, my God. There's so okay. many guys that are missing. So
1: there's... Okay. Well, so there, there's are there's you talking
2: p- about Peter Smith? No, I'm They're talking about... The Republican operative who died... In his hotel room? No,
1: oh, that was a whole other situation, but I think that was a poisoning. No, the guy who, um, he ran the, it was in Spain, and he ran a university. He was a doctor, and he ran a university, and he, um, uh, Papadopoulos was like, oh, Are I you was- talking about
2: the English professor? Or the, I mean, the, the professor in England?
1: Um, no, this guy was in Spain. He like literally ran the building in Spain and he was a guy that Papadopoulos was going to meet and he claimed it had nothing to do with spy shit. And then I said, I think his wife is a spy and I think you laughed at me. But they're now saying that his wife might actually be a spy and this guy was her boss, the guy that Papadopoulos met with. But no one can find this guy now.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing about whether someone's a spy or not, like, like if, okay, say I take a trip to like... Um, Venezuela. I take a trip to Venezuela and I come back, and then the and then like the CIA like goes, hey, can we ask you some questions about what you saw? And I go, oh, okay. And they debrief me. Am I a spy? spy? Yeah, like, no. And there's there's tons of um, you know journalists who are on the CIA payroll and professors who are on the CIA payroll because they travel a lot and they have a perfect cover to get information. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're. They're relaying information for the benefit of the government, which I think I would probably do, depending if I were a journalist. My concern
1: with her, though, was that this guy who went missing, who ran the school, the Spanish professor who Papadopoulos was just, like, supposedly going to meet Mm -hmm. over academics and shit, they're now saying that this guy could have been a guy who was literally working with spies, training spies, and since she studied under him for years, that's what that was, And I'll find out his name. We'll put it out on the next podcast. But I'm curious. um, Do you (laughs) think Papadopoulos has genuinely, like, he was a spy this whole time and all his answers he gave were bullshit? Because that's what I'm thinking. A
2: spy for...
1: For Russia. Um... Because when he went to Greece with his wife, he talked about how he was surrounded by strange people he did this in a public interview too
2: he was probably being spied on i guess yeah
1: he was saying he felt like he was being spied on and my curiosity is why would they spy on a guy who had nothing no info yeah you know well what he mean? did he did he had a ton but how do you have a ton of info if you're just the chai boy
2: yeah no yeah no i don't think anyone really thinks he's a chai boy
1: yeah I think he's they, a
2: soy boy maybe he's but a soy boy not a chai boy
1: Okay, so before we wrap it up, I just want to end on this. Michael has some shit to talk about with Rosneft. To tell us about that. Because that, I think, is the big link. I agree with you. That is a big yeah. link. Yeah.
2: Well, also, I don't know if there's... Uh... <laughs> that okay. sounded perfect. Like, okay, like a big link. Okay, so you know how Vince McMahon, uh, he has the WWF and then he has... Oh,
1: this is like my blackmail. Tell <laughs> yeah. me. Tell me. Yeah, what? Oh, he, has,
2: he, or he has a WWE and he has all these other things. And he doesn't just have one project at a time, right? XFL
1: is announcing next week where their teams are.
2: Right. So I feel like, uh, I mean, there was a lot of prongs to this conspiracy. I'm
1: going to inappropriately stop you mid-thought during the one subject that actually has everything to do with Russia in this podcast. Yeah, (laughs) And I'm going to throw you off by asking you genuinely... What do you think about this whole XFL thing? Like, they are announcing teams next week. Who's it? Do you think Austin's going to get a team? No one knows. Vince kept it under wraps. No one knows who's getting a team. Who do you think in Texas is going to get the team? You think it's Houston, Dallas, Austin, Corpus, San Antonio. Who do you think?
2: I think that American sports um, uh, have monopoly. Like, Like, they... the American spectator really only likes to watch one league at a time. We like to know that the league we're watching has all the best players, and um, it's the most competitive.
1: So you think San Antonio? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not asking whether it's a good idea. Oh, right, right. I'm asking who's getting a team here.
2: I mean, definitely it could be any of these cities that don't have an NFL franchise, like Seattle, Portland. San Antonio. I'm Austin. talking
1: Texas. I want to know who well, we're rooting for. Do I have well, to start wearing Houston Austin.
2: Here? I can't believe I'm answering this honestly. But <laughs> I mean, Austin uh, is a, a college town, and I think the University of Texas Longhorns might have something to say about a competing in town. But, um, <laughs> and is
1: full of liberals. Vince hates that.
2: But so this Rosneft thing.
1: <laughs> Wait, no, go back. He Hate Me. Who do you think is going to be the He Hate Me this year? <laughs> do you think. I, do you think Roman's gonna fight, beat leukemia, and go back to football? Like, what do you, what, why the XFL now?
2: I don't know. Football is too too dangerous for these guys.
1: It's weird how he wants to get involved He's- in more CTE shit. You know what I mean? Like the whole head injury argument. Uh And Vince has been to court for that so much. He's currently in the middle of a multi-million dollar lawsuit Uh with every ex-wrestler's family claiming CTE, including the Benoit's.
2: So if you you read the um, Steele dossier, they'll talk all about Vince and
1: the XFL.
2: XFL, but okay, so
1: I think this Russia shits to cover well, for Vince's XFL. The thing launch. that
2: jumped out about me from the uh, jumped out of me for the from the steel dossier was <gasps> was not was not the P tape stuff. What? Uh, this. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> let, let me explain why. Um, well, I mean him. Uh, Watching women pee on each other, or having them pee on him, or whatever, isn't illegal and also doesn't affect us. But uh, if my
1: president is covered in piss, that affects me, Michael. That affects all of America. If your president got pissed on by a hooker, do you think that any of the world leaders are going to respect him ever in the future? Like they already don't. Mm -hmm. But he could at least gain back a little dignity.
2: It's not optimal. No, it's To have not. a president act like that. It's shameful. Angela all that Merkel's and never the fact been pissed on. It's not the peen. It's the fact that, you know, now Putin, our, our president, is being blackmailed for that. He's,
1: it sounded like you were saying Putin, our president, and I agree with that because he does get to make our decisions for us. But the
2: Rosneft, Rosneft stuff, Rosneft is a Russian oil company and they have, you know, the rights to 86 billion uh, barrels of oil under Russia, but the problem is they're sanctioned, and so they can't really sell it. Like, so Putin had, and, and that oil is worth trillions of dollars. Yeah. The, I think the the GDP of America is like $2 trillion a year or something, $5 trillion, I don't know. But, so uh, they, the reason, so and they're sanctioned because they killed journalists, because they took the Ukraine, because they've done things counter to um, you know, the world order and all that. And in the Steel dossier it was claimed that Trump was offered um the um uh, the brokerage or you know, the brokerage fee for they would give him the brokerage fee for um uh selling off nine you know, nineteen percent of uh Rosneft, this, you know, trillion dollar company. And the the,
1: the Oh my god, yeah. I just looked up Rosneft. What? Is it Rosneft or Rosneft?
2: R-O-S. It's, yeah, it's Rosneft, I
1: think. Uh, 86.22 billion billion. They don't even put... Tr- they do double billion.
2: It's worth a lot of money.
1: That's so much fucking money. Here's what's fascinating.
2: My I brother think, Martin told me to buy stock in Rosneft like 20 years
1: ago. <laughs> um, Yeah, you should have because the stock's popping up. Oh, and yeah. As of November 30th, it's gone up three points. Yeah, And there about? are multiple names on the stock exchange. Is that here in the U.S.? I doubt
2: it. But, um, so shit. they can't sell their oil. So Trump was, the. it was alleged in the dossier that Trump was to get a, a lot of money from the sale of this company. And this this was compiled in June and July of 2016. And they said that 19% would be sold. And 19.5% was sold in December to a bunch of shell companies.
1: December of what? 2017 16 2016 Yeah. Look at how much it increased. That's 5 years, dude. Yeah. It has increased from 200. It's doubled almost. It's mm-hmm. at 500 peaking this year. Well, now year. they're going
2: to be able to make some money. But that Okay, so Oh my god. So, it's kind of curious that Christopher still said 19% was going to be sold to tr- uh, you know, sold and then it, it was sold, and that the, the point .5 is the brokerage fee, which is about 300 million dollars, which is the exact same amount it owes uh, that Trump owes to a uh, Russian friend bank Deutsche Bank.
1: So Michael, to break it down for you, he he uh, honestly hadn't heard any of this except the one article he sent me. Hey, don't touch that, and it it did blow my mind, dude. Like out of all the Russia propaganda shit we send back and forth to each other, and the real shit this is what blew my mind because it's like that whole uh when you have something a peg and it fits perfectly in place everything we've seen imagine all the info we've talked about on the podcast and just in general in life as people about this election everything the puzzle piece just barely fit there's always one little thing off like eh but this could be the counterpoint to that That prevents us from fully placing blame and going, this is 100% collusion. There's always Mm a, oh, but Cohen lied, or oh, but this, that, the other. Oh, Hillary, what about her emails? Like, there's always, like, some fucking excuse. This fits perfect. He literally, before the election, you said, Mm -hmm. before he was officially president and
2: he also made a
1: promise to lift sanctions on a company that he would directly benefit from if he lifted those sanctions he did it in order and there's proof yeah and he banked the exact amount of money he owed somebody else who could legitimately kill him
2: (laughs) Well, maybe or
1: affect his presidency in a major way Uh um or
2: make him go broke
1: or make him go broke like It's fascinating to me that that is exactly how much. And we always say, follow the money. Where does Trump stand to profit? Well, now we know.
2: Follow the poverty.
1: Follow the fucking poverty. Or, you know, the
2: lack of money.
1: What's fascinating is in five years, Rosneft has gone from 200 to 423.1 on the stock market. And this is is the Russian exchange. Mm Mm-hmm. And what's fascinating is you can find this, just Google Rosneft, and then go to the MCX reports. Um, up until 2016, it is steady. Correct, Michael? Yeah, it's
2: just a flat it's line.
1: Just, it's not even—it's kind of flat, but it's just slight changes.
2: So the definitely the buyers are anticipating the dropping of sanctions.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big stock nerd, but I do remember basics. Yeah. And you know more about that than me. That looks pretty steady. And then what happens when you get to 2016 to 2018?
2: It's just straight doubles.
1: up, baby. Baby, it doubles. Now the vice presidents of Rosneft are Vladir Rusikova, Yuri <laughs> Kurlin, and Yuri Kalinin. I'm gonna take this week before we record the next one. I think you should too. We should see if those three people, or the parent organization Rosneft and Glass, mm. or the subsidiaries, or the actual president of Rosneft, we should go see if there's any connections to Trump
2: okay so also like uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Mayflower meeting but it's kind of that's yeah,
1: when those dudes were like we're coming to America let's dress yeah like well there, well, there's America.
2: a Mayflower hotel in New York and um, Trump and a bunch of Russians and like the banks of like Italy and the bank of um, Cyprus and you know all these different banks are uh, there and they're talking about this Rosneft deal and uh, and when it was sold a lot, uh, the shell companies are, like, run by the people who are at that meeting. Like, the Italians and the Bank of Cyprus and all those people. Remember The Seychelles? Bank of Italy, yeah. The Seychelles, yeah. Yeah,
1: who was that? I'm-
2: Eric Prince and...
1: Blackwater, Eric Prince. That's um, Betsy DeVos' brother. I'm curious as to whether Blackwater or any of those people at the Seychelles meeting invested. Or even Betsy herself and Rosneft. I'm curious if Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell... Have stocks and who they invest in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe I think that's they have the to make that sort of thing public. But... Like, what if that you were saying that all these Republicans are being blackmailed? I love seeing you smile, Michael. I like seeing you happy. Mm-hmm. You got real sad when I talked about Clinton. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. That is bullshit. I I went off on a Clinton rant. I'll delete it. But I get angry when people accuse her of shit that she didn't do. But I also get angry when they don't recognize that she does fuck up a lot. And did I mean, she did wear blackface at a party. She's she did? Shit. You didn't know about that? What the fuck are you Michael. talking about? No, I'm just saying everything she did is a distraction. From what Trump did.
2: I thought she owned slaves.
1: No, dude, look at this. Okay, let me look
2: up Hillary Clinton blackface.
1: she does some fucked up shit. She did the thing where she was talking about Eric Holder and she said, I know they all look alike. That was a month ago. Like, Mm -hmm. she's a piece of shit, but for other reasons. Oh, in blackface and Bill Clinton dressed as a hillbilly. Let's see, is this real? I just saw the picture. Let's
2: see, fact check on Snow.
1: Is that? That's not her.
2: Okay, yeah, and that's not even Bill Clinton.
1: This oh, God, st- that's not Bill Clinton. You just Clinton- said
2: on the goddamn fucking... I'm deleting that. No, say it. Say, say that. It. what you thought was true. Oh,
1: no, I did think that was true because, oh, look, honestly, all these people from my high school were sharing this shit, and I was like, what? God. I did not fact check it because I just thought it was photoshopped, but then, like, I saw it on the news, and I went, oh, God, maybe she did, but that's not even them. Look at that. From far away, though, because the picture I saw... I okay, but tell
2: me written. this. Is this her? Uh, her secretary of state with blackface
1: oh i guess she didn't well that just proves my point i guess more is that hillary clinton didn't do a lot of things people (laughs) think she did and when we do bring her up when we're talking about this shit it is a distraction but I was just trying to point out that there's shit that you can verify now that you I couldn't I just don't think
2: she day. has anything to gain from a child sex ring. Well, me can neither. we close by you talking about the Epstein stuff which I ignored on episode 2 because it wasn't really reported by the mainstream media?
1: Yeah, but I've always been, okay, okay. so here's the thing about me guys, is I love true crime and one of the reasons, perfect example, that Hillary thing, it didn't interest me, if I, if it would have interested me and if I really genuinely thought, like, oh, there's no way in hell, but because she said some shit, like the Eric Holder shit, which she did say, I assumed maybe this is a, a bad mark on her and she sucks and fuck her, I'll just overlook it and not think about her anymore. But that That's just, what people did. That's what people did, and I fell victim to it just now, but you know what, that just goes to prove that there are things that we can verify now and check now that we couldn't back in the day, and she isn't a piece of shit like everybody wants to say for the reasons that they want to say. There's mm-hmm. other reasons, but
2: uh, there's some things I don't shit, like about her.
1: But yeah, there's things I don't like about her. But I mean, I feel bad now. Like that's not one of them. <laughs> but okay, so. One thing I do follow closely and I make sure I get the facts on is true crime shit because I'm a little investigative nerd. I like to know when I'm interested in something, I'll spend all my time on it. When it's not interesting to me, I'll believe anything. So so this political Raja shit was not of interest to me until I met Michael.
2: Until I told you about all the murders.
1: Yeah, he scared the shit out of me with all these covert murders and poisonings. I knew about the Anakovich shit because I'd seen a dateline on it, and I did look into that. When I realized this might be connected to our president, our f- possibly future president's fucking campaign manager, that's when I got concerned. The thing that got me on board with this was the idea that our president might have had a campaign manager who helped poison a man <laughs> in the Ukraine, turned his face to stone, and he died very violently who was a peaceful, good liberal man Mm -hmm. for a place that was overruled with communist influence and dictatorship. That fascinated me. So I started looking into that. And one character that I found out about in my research was a man named Jeff Epstein. The reason Epstein interested me was because, once again, I had seen his name brought up on another documentary. That documentary was about a man. Ah, fuck. What was his name? He was the mayor of Detroit for a while, I believe, and he owned a bunch of used car lots. And he ended up being uh, indicted in a childhood sex scandal in Detroit. And then again, I believe in Omaha. The Little Caesars guy. No, 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 no. This is a different dude. But he was indicted in a child sex scandal that took. It had two central places. It was Omaha and Detroit and it was a sex trafficking ring for little kids. I'm talking little kids. It was fucked up. People went to prison for this. I remember Epstein's name being attached to it because I remember Epstein to me sounded like a like a comedy fucking agent or like a lawyer. Like I was just like He's, he's a Jew. He's Jewish and I'm like Jewish people like I like I you don't I, believe yeah, in don't all understand.
2: that, like, grand conspiracy about Jews running the world and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't believe that shit. And I just thought, like, who's this guy, like, who has a really great, like, career and a very strong potential in life? Just if you look at his background, he makes a lot of money. seems to have a lot of friends who, at the time, included the Clintons, Oprah, people like that. So I'm like, oh, how'd this guy get roped into this shit? And then I find out this guy is running a huge sex ring that he went to jail for. Like, he did time for. He's a piece of shit. How
2: much did he do? 13 months?
1: I don't remember. It was nothing. It was minuscule. And he got out. And the thing is, when you're in court sometimes, especially on cases that are appealed and appealed, and then if there's a mistrial and the prosecution decides to retry the case you can often sit again but this is the type of rich guy who despite mistrials despite appeals despite all the loopholes in the justice system he kept getting bail getting out not really having to do much time for what was legitimately a real child sex ring not some alex jones bohemian mm-hmm. grove shit like there mm-hmm. were pictures there were videos there was there's proof. 80
2: girls who have come forward and yeah. the miami herald just had a big report about it
1: so at the time people weren't taking it very seriously because he wasn't when you don't see them in handcuffs getting marched to jail it doesn't seem like a big deal and when you're not tied to any super famous politicians and it doesn't affect a lot of people it doesn't get the type of media attention also we had in a, a presidential election coming up no one was going to talk about this and A few media outlets brought up the fact that this piece of shit was friends with the Clintons. Well, guess who those outlets were? Breitbart, fucking Fox News. What they failed to mention was one of his best friends was Donald Trump. And And,
2: and Bill Clinton, yeah.
1: And Bill Clinton. And Alan Dershowitz. But Donald Trump more... They were able to prove in court, you could go look up court records for this guy, which actually that's a good point to tie into the Freedom of Information Act, which I shouldn't have brought up the Hillary shit, but now let's tie it to fucking Bill, shall we? Um, If you look that up, you'll see that Epstein would throw these massive parties. Um, Some of them were like fundraising parties and some were just legit boat parties with rich people. This isn't Bohemian Grove shit again. This isn't in the woods. No one danced. There were no robes. They looked like just basic, like a Mira Lago type of party. He had mm-hmm. some parties at Mira fucking Lago and at Trump's places. Most of the places that Trump owns, these resorts, are where Epstein held his parties. Because of that, Trump was deposed and asked questions. He
2: was also sued by some a girl at one of Epstein's parties, mm-hmm. a 13 year old girl for raping him,
1: named Katie, and that was her name. in the... if you look up the court paperwork, she's listed as Katie. There's another one listed as Lisa, and they all. Um, Ended up dropping charges, disappearing, or they got dismissed. And they tried to file them in L.A. and New York. Because that's where these took Mm -hmm. place.
2: In Miami, yeah.
1: Because of the statute of limitations one got thrown out. There were multiple cases. So, long story short, Epstein held these parties. It was verified in court that Clinton attended some of these parties. Trump attended these parties. Nothing salacious to that. They're just parties. What's interesting is our president was deposed and... He's been raided before. He was not at the office, but this specific resort that he held, it had a big horse ranch. He had a secretary at it. It got raided. They found his Rolodex. The secretary tried to call him and say, like, where should we hide this? And the people raiding the FBI pretty infamously in all the documents it's mentioned were like, bitch, give me that Rolodex um trump had said he never spoke to epstein and didn't know who he was and he even said this when it was finally uncovered by outlets Uh other than fox i don't know who that guy is but in court documents it showed that they found according to his phone records his rolodex where it it was like a rolodex where it's a planner and she it would have the phone number and then you can go to this page in the planner it has written out his important shit for that day call epstein epstein called epstein called. Trump called Epstein literally yeah. handwritten records that she would rip one off and give it to him. And it had tabs on the end. Here's this is What you need to do today type of shit. He spoke to Epstein on average for a one to three month period. I believe it might've been two months, about 11 times a day. Mm. He allowed this guy to throw parties at his fucking, uh, chateaus and shit. He is in pictures with Epstein smiling for the press He knows Epstein. He attended these parties. Mm -hmm. The young girl who says that Trump did this to her, in addition to other women who have claimed that, who were young at the time, um, all have had charges dismissed, or they've had to plea, not plea out, but come to an agreement where they were formally paid off, and people say, oh, they must be guilty. They were trying to get money. Really, they had a million dollars in legal fees, Mm -hmm. and their lawyers are like, look, this is never going to go to court. He's running for president, you may as well just make a deal, pay your fees off, and get out of this before, you know, because they didn't have proof that they would need to, that they thought to win in court. So it's not that these girls were lying; it's that they've got a million dollars in fees racking up because they keep putting off the court gate. Mm-hmm. These girls were also at the Epstein parties. Mm-hmm. So draw what conclusions you want, but it's fucking obvious that this guy was fucking around with child sex rings, and yeah. that's why I said in the beginning. There's gotta be some child sex scandal shit going on. Ooh. That's the shit that fucking makes people that scared. That it makes, makes people the world make go billion around. dollar deals.
2: But what's interesting, I, I was noticing that you know Alan Dershowitz, who before this was somewhat respectable, uh, at least as like a, being like a you know legal stalwart. You know he t- teaches at Harvard Law School and all this stuff, and he was just defending Trump so much, and then I, and then you see that oh he's being accused of. Uh, having sex with these teenage girls at Epstein parties, and the prosecutor of Epstein became the Labor Secretary Acosta under Trump, and so like, mm-hmm. like,
1: all these Dershowitz people. Ha-
2: Dershowitz it. has uh, an interest in uh, Trump getting away with all this because and
1: Dershowitz, I believe, was one of Trump's acting attorneys for one of these Epstein things, possibly the raid. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. I'll have to look that yeah. up. But it or you was not- Epstein's
2: attorney for sure.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's that that's what I was going to say. It would not surprise me if to this day he represented Epstein, but I don't know, but I think he did.
2: Here's the thing, man. Like <laughs> kids aren't even hot.
1: <laughs> Just...
2: Like what are they doing?
1: Yeah, like fucking Put your clothes back on and go to school.
2: What about the no. people who, like, are fucking their own kids, man? I,
1: man, that's so sad. It's he's, so fucked up. Because they got
2: to, like, eat dinner with him and shit. Like, fucking hey, Trump, sorry about it earlier. You, you think pass Trump tomatoes? hasn't
1: done something, Ivana? That girl is fucking dead inside. I like, do, but... He's definitely sexualized his own daughter. That's got to be uncomfortable. Why is
2: us. she so sexy? Shut up. She sexualized herself.
1: I'm editing that out. He
2: breeded out... He bred his own... Uh, he, like... His own fuck buddy.
1: Man, Donald Trump Jr. is gonna to go to jail soon. I can feel it. That's a fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a... <coughs> That's...
2: Oh, we you know. We didn't even talk about the goddamn panic attack.
1: <coughs> oh yeah. So I. And our yeah, panic
2: attacks were linked up. Are they... I
1: still need to. Yeah, Mike. Michael's been uh, freaking out a lot lately. On me, particularly. Man, you should. I had to turn the podcast off earlier because he got so <laughs> mad at me for bringing up. Five foot Hillary Clinton. Like, he, he turns red, he shakes, his veins pop out. It's been happening a lot this week over bullshit. He's well, you a,
2: shouldn't have misquoted Matt <laughs>
1: Listen, he's been a real son of a bitch. And uh, while
2: I was like, we were fighting it was the exact same time Trump was at the Christmas, uh, Christmas tree lighting, Abacus having a panic attack. attack. I think we're synced up. Like we're Synced up. You're like, like
1: powdering the deer. He's feeling. Your I was pain. thinking
2: more like uh, in Boondock Saints, Willem Defoe's character.
1: Yeah. And I did point which is out an that. awful movie let me say and I I knew Michael was gay this whole time I've been saying it <laughs> was Willem
2: Dafoe's character gay
1: yeah remember he's what had, an
2: unnecessary plot point do you
1: remember he's sleeping with the Asian guy and the Asian guys like why do you always have to go to work why don't why do you have to leave and he's going to that crime scene to do his little dance and be like it was hell uh while he's laying in bed, he says, why can't we just snuggle and William Defoe goes snuggle or cuddle? He goes cuddle and he goes cuddle fag and then he gets out of the bed, and then he goes to the crime scene.
2: What? That well Defoe called good. the Asian
1: dude a fag. It's
2: like one of the worst performances I've ever seen. But
1: yeah. I, people <laughs> kept like, telling me to
2: watch it and it's like I watched it and it's like, oh my god, this is like go-go hunting, but made by a retarded person.
1: It's just first of all, um special person. And second of all, um those two dudes in that movie were fucking hot and they had accents. They're that's really looking, that's and all you it. need. Oh, they were fucking smoke it. And then the fact that Willem Defoe is gay, that movie was made for women like me and gay men. It was? Yeah, just to ogle that shit. There's detective. There's crime. There's. I a thought it was for People religion. who think
2: they're smart, they're like secretly smart. No,
1: that's like the. That's born a whole Id- genre. That's like the Born Identity, in like Italian genre. No, I would
2: say it's like a Goodwill Hunting phenomenon. Like I too am a secret genius.
1: Goodwill Hunting is just good, man. <laughs> Robin Williams in that movie is everyone's grandpa. In all seriousness, though, um, Rosneft, uh, Jerry, uh, my my, and what else are we my grandfather
2: about? also uh, choked himself to death while jerking off. It's on the family crest.
1: Is that true? No,
2: he uh, uh, said. Robin Williams was our grandpa. I
1: would believe it. I would believe it. You, man, Michael, you've been through some pain. I'm just saying, anyone who syncs up with Trump, they've had a hell of a life. <laughs> You're, you're feeling by proxy. What if he's your twin? What if that's your sister and it's like Eric Bischoff and Trump rips, rips his face off one day and it's your twin?
2: Wait, what?
1: What if Eric? Trump is your Did twin? Did Eric
2: Bischoff have a twin?
1: Oh, Eric Bischoff uh, was dressed like the uh, pastor for or the priest for the Billy Chuck wedding and right when they're about to say I do and they realize, oh, it's a gay thing. It's not a tag team thing and Billy and Chuck get upset and it's like really homophobic, man. Fuck WWE for that. But then all of a sudden Eric Bischoff Bischoff Bischoff. Eric Bischoff rips his face off. The old man does. And you find out that's Eric Bischoff, not a priest. This isn't a real wedding. And then he's like, raha and you find out he's gonna be the new manager. And he's evil and he's been running WWF this whole time. It's mm. after they you think him and Vince hate each other, and then he sneaks he in he? and he rips his. He sne He invades WWE by himself, and he takes over. And it's Billy and Chuck's wedding. He rips his face off. He's an old man. He looks Who's like Billy and
2: Chuck. Are they gay?
1: Billy and Chuck, the tag team.
2: They got married to each other.
1: Dude, there's this crazy angle that they did for years. It's this tag team, and it's um, what's his name from uh the from Road Dogg and Billy Gunn. Uh, yeah, it's Billy Gunn, Badass Billy Gunn. And then Chuck, his tag team partner, and they're like blonde, curly haired. Like, everyone's like, oh, God, they're so badass. It was before it was Mr. Ass. And they're the super tag team. And they're super tanned, and they just have, they put in all this gay innuendo in there where they like slap each other's asses and talk about taking showers together. And it becomes this running storyline that Billy and Chuck are secretly gay. But. No one ever asked them, and it's never, like, they never bring it up. It's kind of genius how they're just like, we're going to make it obvious that they're gay, but we're never going to say it. And so then Billy and Chuck have a wedding, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's the first gay wedding. And they make it out, I can't remember what the buildup is, but it might be a bet or something where they're like, yeah, dude, if this happens, we're going to get married. I don't remember the deal, but there's this planned wedding, and they think it's a joke. Wouldn't it be funny if we got
2: married? (laughs) Ha ha ha.
1: Yeah, like that type of shit. It's really fucking homophobic. But I so, dare
2: you to marry me, bro.
1: So it's supposed to be a Billy and Chuck wedding, and there's this priest there, and he's marrying Billy and Chuck, and then they and then they do this whole thing where it's like, because you love each other, right? Because you're you guys are man, white, and then they realize like, hey, we're not gay, and they're like, whoa, we thought this was just a, you know, and they make it out like that, and you're just like, what, like. They are gay. How could you do this to me, WWE? We thought they're supposed to kiss each other. They're like, nah, fuck that. And it's like, wait, what? I thought you guys were legit gay. You've been a gay tag team for two years. How are you doing this? And then all of a sudden, the old man who looks like Bernie Sanders, who's like running the wedding, the priest, rips his face off. And it's disturbing as fuck because...
2: Did you think it was a real face? Absolutely.
1: He looks real. And keep in mind, the camera work in the early 2000s is... Kind of blurry still. So, like, you're just looking at it and you're like, whoa, that old man's pulling his skin. What the fuck is going on? And then all of a sudden it's Eric Bischoff in perfect state. Did he still marry
2: him though?
1: He just goes, ah ha 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 ha. And then he invades and he's basically like, I'm fucking here now, bitches. And Stephanie's like, what the fuck? And it's crazy. And then I think he, like, assaults Stephanie in her office later and forces her to kiss him. And then they end up making out. It's fucked up because he's a. Uh, I think older. he might be wearing a Vince McMahon mask. It's very weird, um, but yeah, Billy and Chuck were the first gay tag team, and then they who's the whole...
2: second gay tag team?
1: Road Warriors. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the, the New Rockers Day. were pretty good. The New Day, because remember Kevin Von Erich comes on um, at the Hall of Fame, and he's supposed to announce the New Day, and it's he's it's the Von Erichs, the greatest family tag team. Technically beyond Freebird rules. What about uh, the and hearts? He, come on and, the Heart he, and he says, "I don't know about these tag teams now. Like this one called the the new gay. And that's what he calls them in the microphone during the speech. And the he new gay. And then he calls them the new gay. <laughs> I'll play it for you. It's crazy. And they come out laughing, like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and they're you know they dance with unicorns and shit. And he's an old Texas boy whose whole family shot and killed themselves or fucking died from freak accidents." So he's like, not a very happy person, and he's kind of mean, and he's a Republican, and he's just like, it, everyone says it was a Freudian slip, but I don't know, I think he just called them that so much that he just said it. Anyway, that's our episode. Kevin Von Erich, go All look right. it up. It's his Hall of Fame speech. It's fucking unbelievable. I can't believe it. Fuck it. Anyway. Yeah, it is like that. It's like WCW, man. Everything. Everything's the Monday Night War. Putin and Trump are having a Monday Night War right now. Are we WWE or are we WCW? What do you think? Let us know. I'm fucking done, man. I want to show you this video of that shit right now. Let's do it. Alright, bye y'all. Have a good one. (laughs) Add us at Foe's Pod. Check us out on Stitcher. Check us out on iTunes. Check us out on SoundCloud. Bye.